Hey everyone, welcome to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I have a special show for you. This is my scary show. We're going to talk about a lot of my past and the things that used to scare the crap out of me. And that's Halloween and many things that came with it. Things have changed a lot in the past 50 years since I used to go out and do Halloween. Let me tell you, a lot of things are way different. For instance, when I was a kid and we'd go out trick-or-treating, we never had our parents go with us. It was just a group of kids on the neighborhood and we'd all go trick-or-treating. And sometimes when I was real little, my older brother and sister would take me. And we'll talk about them because they were part of the reason I never liked Halloween. But we'd go trick-or-treating and it was a great thing. Especially going where there were certain houses we knew we had to get to. Like, I had to go to my next-door neighbor Hazel's house first because she gave out the big candy bars. She bought all kinds. And it was first come, first serve. As soon as it was 6.30, because we used to go trick-or-treating, 6.30 to, I think it was 8 o'clock, I'd get over there first so I would have the first choice of candy. And then there was, off our street and the next neighborhood, there was a lady who made fresh pretzel sticks. Like soft pretzels. Love that place. But a lot of things have changed in years with Halloween. Let's just start talking about a lot of people now say Halloween's the second largest holiday of the year in the United States, but that's actually not true. I did some research. After the winter holidays, all the religious holidays in December, that's number one. But number two is actually back to school days in August, the back to school sales. And after that falls like Mother's Day. And then there's other things. Valentine's Day, even Father's Day, and Easter are all ahead of Halloween. The primary reason for that is Halloween, the gifts that you buy are not as expensive as if the gifts you buy, like when you send your mother flowers or take your mother out to eat. Those cost a lot more than what people spend on candy and some of the costumes. Oh, speaking of costumes, costumes are totally different. Back in the day, 50 years ago, we didn't have costume stores. There was like a part of an aisle that would be in Kresge's Woolworths, and Kmart's that would have these cheap costumes that were like these plastic faces that had like that rubber fan, elastic cord on the back that you just put over your face. Let me tell you, it was hazardous when I was a kid going out trick-or-treating because these plastic faces, they were hot, they made you sweat, and... You know, after eating all that candy and having all that sweat, you always knew when it was Halloween because, like, a couple days after, all the kids in school had acne. It was different. 
but it was really even different when you were the youngest child. Like in my family, we had the, quote, box of leftover Halloween costumes. And the only ones who got new costumes was the oldest ones because they outgrew their costumes, so they got to, to pick their new one. And being a younger one, I had to pick a leftover out of the box. As you get older and your parents get older, all of a sudden your parents didn't care about dressing you up like they did your older brother and sister. They got the cool shit. I got leftovers. So it was like, you can go pick something out of the box. I'll never forget the one year when I picked stuff out of the box and I dressed myself and came upstairs and I had a pirate's eye mask on, a pirate's plastic sword, and my bottom was a mermaid outfit. And I had mermaid fins. That was my outfit and my parents were like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, hey, the top half is above the ocean, the bottom half is below the ocean. I guess my parents probably could have realized back then that I was very creative and possibly had those gay tendencies. The other big thing about Halloween and what's different, we used to have spooky music and we used to buy a Halloween cassette. A cassette, for most of you probably don't even know what a cassette is, a cassette is about, let's say, a gay six inches, and it was a little thin plastic thing that had a tape in it, and you would drop that in your cassette player and play it. But in order to play it and get it outside, you had to move your stereo and put your speakers in the window. And the reason you moved your stereo, because the speakers had actually a wire that had to go to your stereo and you would play it outside your window for 30 minutes and then you had to go change your tape. Cassettes actually was after the 8-tracks and before CDs came out. So that was another huge difference. But also one of the biggest difference right now in Halloween is our pets. It's so weird. People dress their pets up. This year, they're expecting over 22 million people in the United States to dress their pets up, and they're going to spend over $330 million on pet costumes. Back in my day, your pet, Butch, my dog, had to be in the cellar so he wouldn't bark at kids that were coming around. So things have really changed a lot in the past 50 years when it comes to Halloween. And there's a lot of things that I need to talk to you about. Let's see, what are some of the things that we're going to talk about today? And these are all going to be true things about my life and make you understand why maybe Halloween and this time of year as a kid was not the best experiences that I had in my life. For instance, we're going to talk about haunted houses, UFOs, the Boogeyman, the Ghost of Pedretti. And this is going to be a true story about something that's happened in my life. And also I'm going to let you know when I met Lady Gaga on Halloween. 
Hey everyone, we are going to have a great show, and there's a lot going on. Oh, remember I talked about cassettes earlier? Did you know now Sirius XM Radio actually has their own Scream Radio for Halloween music? Hey everyone, we're going to have a good time today, but first we're going to listen to one of my sponsors. I'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Did you know if you live within 20 miles of the ocean, there's salt in the air, known as saltpeter. And this stuff is corrosive. And it will destroy and damage your car. It can cause rust and more problems. That's why if you live anywhere in the Fort Lauderdale area, you need to be getting your car washed every week. I go to Majestic Car Wash. It's the only place I trust. My Blue Beauty, a.k.a. my car, goes there for its bath every week. This place is incredible. It has over 110 feet of washing through the tunnel. It's also family-owned. And they have a professional detail center. So if you have those ugly yellow headlights, they can take care of it. It's located at 2781 North Federal Highway, near Wilton Manors. It's the only place Silver Daddy trusts to take his blue beauty. Check out Majestic Car Wash. Welcome back. Now, I want to tell you, back in the 70s, we only had one haunted house in the Cincinnati area. And it was put on by the largest radio station, Q102. Nowadays, here in Florida, every community has some type of haunted something. And this was way before these big amusement parks like Universal, Disney, Kings Island, SeaWorld. They never got involved in any of the Halloween scare things. The only thing we had in Cincinnati was the largest radio station put on a haunted house. And I'm going to tell you, it was the scariest thing you could ever go to. These haunted houses were actually big mansions in the Cincinnati area. A lot of them was in the area that was called Clifton, up by the University of Cincinnati, or Edgewood, I think that's the area, by Xavier University. These were actually big mansions that were going to be torn down for some type of development. But they would put on these haunted houses. They were really scary. Like, I'm not kidding. This was something that affected you as a kid for a long time. It was different back then. I mean, these haunted houses, people would touch you. And they would come after you. And I would go with my older brother and sister. First year, it was my older brother and sister. Now, my brother and sister are like 9 and 12 years older than me. So they were like in high school. And I was like, what? First grade, second grade? And they would take me intentionally knowing they would traumatize me. And the first year, I didn't even know I was going to a haunted house. We were supposed to be going to get ice cream and pizza. And I was just excited that my brother and sister was even taking me anywhere. 
and we get up to this haunted house. I'll never forget it. It was in Clifton. I still remember it was on Clifton Avenue. Big three or four story house and you went through all the rooms. I even to this day remember the first three rooms. First one was Frankenstein and the Doctor. The second one was Frankenstein breaking loose. And the third one was the dinner table with the Frankenstein head on it. I remember all that. I even remember what they did. You were on like the third floor and you had to get to the first floor. And they built a slide. And at the bottom of the slide was a giant spider that was on a web. And the web, they cut the wall out of the house and the web was like on the side of the house where you could see outside and you had to go down this slide and when you got to the bottom because you went fast there was people dressed in black you couldn't see and they would grab you to keep you from going into the spider web it was so scary unlike stuff today now today they have some better makeup maybe but back then, this was cutting-edge scary. And then there was the year we went to the haunted house. My sister again with her friend Linda, and they took their younger brother Jimmy, who was my age. We went through this haunted house. I remember everything even today. It was on Grand Avenue in Price Hill, that big gray building. It was scary as anything. We went to about five or six of these things. Everyone used to scare me so bad. But this one was quite interesting. There was one room in it that I didn't find scary at all. And that was because it was an alien, which I was really into. We went through it. And what made it so much fun is, like, three days later, we went back. And we took my mom, my Aunt Norm, and my cousins I already went through it, so I knew what to expect, and I knew which side of, like, when you went through a room, I knew which one of the damn mummies against the wall were real and it was going to come after me. So I wasn't so scared. But my mom was so petrified screaming. I had so much fun just watching someone else be scared like my mom. And the funny thing was, the only room the first time I went through, that alien room, was the room my mother couldn't get through. She literally grabbed the rail, blocked the door, refused to go through it, and this alien started coming towards us. And I was just laughing. It didn't scare me at all. But my mom had the biggest problem. Oh, between my mom and my Aunt Norm screaming the whole time, and that's when I realized it was more fun going through haunted houses when you point to people who are scared and they go after those people and they don't go after you. So from that time on, I realized, just don't act scared. Point to someone else. Let the monsters go after them. And you can just have a blast. I started really liking haunted houses to the point when I was in high school, I used to volunteer and be a character in the haunted houses. Haunted houses, when I was little, scared me terribly. But as I got older, it was something I enjoyed more. So haunted houses are one of those things, when I was little, hated them. As I got older, I loved them. And you know what? Speaking of loving things, 
we're going to listen to a sponsor and come back. And I need to tell you about my UFO experience, the boogeyman, the ghost of Padretti, and meeting Lady Gaga. Hey everyone, I'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Cannibal 2023, a whole new world, is October 26th to November 1st. There is so many things happening. You need to get to their website and make your reservations today before it is sold out. Go to cannonballbash.com. They have great events taking place this year. Once again, the foam party, the Sahara Gold Party. There's a spa excursion. Wow. The Jungle Queen. And there's also going to be flying carpet on the airboat tour. You know, and they have great food. The brunch with the queens. We have the Shamara dinner and the barbecue. Plus, there's the Mediterranean banquet and show. So much to do. Go to cannonballbash.com and check it out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Hey, are any of you out there like really into UFOs? I am. Let me just tell you. UFOs is a very interesting thing for me. Because I guess I do believe when I was a kid, very young, my neighbor Bob... He was a policeman for our local police department. Barb, his wife, would always have the police radio on in the house. Listening to it, I guess, when her husband was out on duty, making sure everything was okay. And one night, and it was in the fall, because I remember it was a little chilly out. Barb comes running over to my mom saying... Oh my God, oh my God, it's all over the police radio. They've spotted UFO. There's a UFO in the sky. At the time, I didn't even know what a UFO was. We all went running outside into the street. It was night. We're all looking in the sky. And I remember asking my mom, what are we looking for? And she said, we're looking for an object that might look like a star that might be moving. But it's not an airplane. I said, okay, so we're all looking. And then all of a sudden I saw this bright light right over the tree line. And I said, like that? And we all looked at it. And this thing kind of did a Z zigzag in the air. Everyone started freaking out. And that's exactly what my mom said. And everyone started saying, oh my God, it's a UFO. And I didn't understand the concept yet. But later in life, I kept hearing once you really start learning about UFOs and they talk about it. And I remember seeing this as a kid and finding it and pointing it out. And now everyone was talking about the UFO. It's always fascinated me. A couple years ago, about two years ago, I was in New Mexico. And I actually spent an evening out in the desert by myself looking for UFOs until I got scared. I actually, like, when I'm alone by myself, I kind of get scared doing stuff like that. So I started getting scared because I was out there because I heard a noise. 
and it was probably nothing, but it was a noise that was enough to scare me, so I had to get in my car and I had to leave. So I didn't get to see that UFO, but I am going to go back to New Mexico, and I have a friend that lives out in Albuquerque, Ricky. I'm going to find him and make him take me out into the desert, and we're going to go looking for UFOs. If I'm with someone, then I'm better, but I can't wait to go check and look for this UFOs. There's a series on TV. I don't know why I watch it. It's that Skywalker Ranch thing. And every time a new season comes out, I watch it, think they're going to discover something. I watch an entire season of it and disappointed at the end because there was no major UFO. Yes, there's lights in the sky, but for all I know, that could be a balloon that was left go. I've never seen any real proof. I want to see that proof because I do believe there could be other things out there in the universe. When we come back from this very short break, I want to tell you about the Boogeyman, and I am going to tell you about the Ghost of Padretti. And this is a true story. We have a couple more things to cover, and I think you're going to be really intrigued. Hey everyone, let's take a real short break. Please listen to my sponsors. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. When Silver Daddy needs to go shopping, you know where you'll find me. I'll be at Leatherworks. Let me tell you, the reason I love this place is because it is the premier fetish and leather shop in the Southeast. Not just in my area, but in the entire Southeast. You know, they are inclusive of all sexuality, genders, and body types. So even me, Daddy Bear, I can find things at Leatherworks. Their quality of their leather products is incredible. You know, they make a lot of the stuff in shop. But they only use the highest quality leather. You can join the Lifestyle Club program. You know, it offers discounts on in-store products and classes. Yes, classes. They offer classes and they have quarterly parties for the community. If you need to get something, you can go to leatherworks.com and the works is W-E-R-K-S. Go there and you can buy online. Okay, everyone, here we go. You've all heard of the Boogeyman, right? Let me just tell you, the Boogeyman used to live in my attic of my house. And there was proof of it couple weeks before Halloween we had the woods on both sides of our street I lived I was born and raised and lived on a street that had only 16 houses on it so everyone knew everyone and there was two woods on both sides of the street one we called the big kids woods and the other one was for the little kids well in the little kids woods we used to be able to play and there was these holes like big area, whole sunken area that our parents used to throw the old grass from cutting grass into them and fill them up. And we were back there once and we were playing in the grass and my brother comes back and he was actually emptying grass. And my brother's 12 years older than I am. So my brother was like in high school and we were little kids 
And my brother told us to stay away from that area because the boogeyman lived there. And we were like, didn't understand. And we were like looking at him. He's like, you know the boogeyman? And we're like, no. And he goes, the monster that lives underneath the grass that comes out at night and grabs little kids and brings them back into the hole to eat them. Oh my God, we ran and got out of that woods. It scared us so bad. But that's not the worst part of it. So like three days later, my brother, well, I didn't know it was my brother at the time. I come home from school and there's like dried grass patches. You know, when after you cut grass and if you don't rake it, it gets dry. They make like little grass patties or something. And they, there was like a row of them, a line of them going to our front door. And there was like a grass on the front porch and then a grass on the first step. Oh my God, I was so scared. And there was this grass. And then when I went into the house, there was a grass on the steps that went upstairs. And there was some grass right by the bedroom where my brother and I shared. And then there was a little bit of grass right by the closet. I was so scared. I kid you not. I wouldn't go upstairs. My brother comes in and I tell him about it. And he's like, oh my God, where's the grass go to? I said... It's good. There was grass on the steps. There was grass by our bedroom door. And there's grass by the closet. And my brother goes, oh my God. The boogeyman's in our house. He's probably up in the attic. Because see, in our closet, up on the ceiling, was like a wood, a wood door that went to the attic. But you had to get a ladder to climb up. So my brother tells me the boogeyman is probably living in our attic. In our room. In our bedroom. I have the boogeyman living. I would not go up to my room for over a week or so. I was so scared. And every night when I had to go to bed, naturally my brother's never home because he's like in high school. He's out partying and doing stuff. And I'd have to go to bed. I would cry and scream that I did not want to go into my room. I would cry myself to sleep in the living room. And then the next morning, I'd wake up in my bed, and I would run. I would run downstairs, because I didn't know how I would get to bed, and I find out later in life, my dad would pick me up and take me there. And then much later in life, found out my brother did all this to prank me and to scare me. I had a rough childhood. My brother and sister thinks I had it made. I was tormented. I'm telling you, I was mentally tormented all the time, especially around Halloween. So when I tell people Halloween may not be my favorite time of the year, there's a good reason for it, because they tormented me. And that's why older brothers and sisters need to be nice to their little brothers. Hey everyone, we're going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you a true story about the ghost of Pedretti. 
Catfish Dewey's is my favorite place to eat because they have all you can eat. Hey, they have more than that. They have a regular menu, but I like my food. And on Monday, Tuesday nights, they have all you can eat shrimp. On Wednesday, it's the barbecue baby back ribs. On Thursday and Sunday, it's that Alaska snow crab legs. On Friday, it's the fried scallops. And on Saturday, it's the fried oysters and crawfish. Hey, Catfish Dewey's has been around for 40 years because they know how to do it right. Big family environment and has a great little bar inside the place. Let me just tell you, you need to go to Catfish Dewey's. You know, they're conveniently located at 4003 North Andrews Avenue in Oakland Park, which is just north of downtown Fort Lauderdale. See you at Catfish Dewey's. Welcome back, everyone. So now I'm going to tell you one of the scariest stories of my personal life as an adult. And this is a true story. Back in the early 1990s, I want to say 1992, 93, my friend Ian and I, we opened a bar together. And we had this bar, and we were working on the bar and remodeling it, trying to get it ready to open. And we had a lot of furniture and stuff that we had to move out so we could paint the walls, do the floors, and all that. Well, we met our neighbors, which was a law firm next door, who came over to introduce themselves and asked what we were going to do. And we told them we were opening a bar. And they were all excited because it used to be a bar and they used to hang out there after work. So we told them what we were doing and we had all these tables and chairs and we needed to paint the walls and the floor of the basement. We were afraid to put the furniture outside the tables and chairs because it would get ruined. So... Our neighbors from the law firm said, hey, our basement is empty. Why don't you put the furniture in the basement until you need it? We're like, that would be great. Because then we don't have to haul it in and out every day. So we moved all the furniture and everything next door into their basement. Because they weren't using the basement anymore. We get everything remodeled. Take care of all that. And we get all the furniture back, set everything up. And when we bring all the furniture back and set everything up, things started to go kind of weird in our building. It was everything from lights flickering that we ended up having to have an electrician come to find out there was no problem with the electric coming to the building. There was no problems with the electric boxes. They couldn't understand why we would have these light pulses, like flickering once in a while. It always happened late at night when we were there, kind of alone. And then the jukebox would kick on. But the jukeboxes kick on on their own once in a while. But our jukebox would kick on and it would always play the U2 song, Bloody Sunday. And it, usually when it kicks on during the daytime, it would always be some random song. One time I thought I saw this like shadow figure. And I knew it was probably just my mind and I was tired. The thing about the bar that we bought, 
it had no windows whatsoever in the bar. So there was no way lights could shine in the bar. And when the front door was locked, which was kind of L-shaped to get in, when we had the outside front door locked, it was solid wood doors. So there's no way lights could come in. We then was talking to our neighbors when they were over having drinks, telling them that we were having some little issues in the place. And Debbie said, oh, maybe we should have told you. I'm like, maybe you should have told us what? I thought she's going to tell us something about our building, which we did know the building caught fire once. She said, well, the basement where you stored our stuff is actually where one of our attorneys committed suicide. I'm like, okay. And she's like, we don't like going down there because we feel like his spirit is still there. I'm like, okay. Didn't bother me. One night we closed a bar. Ann and I are sitting at the end of the bar. Now let me just tell you, Ann is one of these was one of these young men that nothing scared him. He was actually in the Marines Reserve. He wrestled in high school. He was a swimmer. He was in perfect shape. And he was perfect for a bartender because he had the most beautiful blue eyes, blonde hair, and when he wore his tight pants, he got all the women's attention. We'll just leave it at that. And we're both sitting at the end of the bar, and we're looking up towards the front door I was, and he was too, and we were talking about something. And at the same time, we both saw this shadowy type figure that looked more like a female and it moved quickly from one side of the bar to the other side and just kind of dissolved into the glass door to the front door. I looked at Ian and he looked at me and I just said, did you see that? He said, yes. We both, there was a back door, we both go running out the back door and we left and didn't go back in. The next day, I wouldn't go into the building until he showed up because I was not going in by myself. That freaked me out so bad seeing this and I know it could not be a shadow. Ian then is called into the Iraq war and he leaves. And then when he comes back, he just really wasn't into the bar anymore. And at the same time, right towards the end, one of our best employees, a female employee, ended up, went home to her dad's house and took her own life. And after that happened, every time I remember this figure seeing this, it reminds me of my friend, our female bartender, and I'm sure I was seeing some type of future image of her in the bar. And still at nights, that song, Bloody Sunday, Sunday Bloody Sunday by YouTube would kick on the jukebox and our bartender took her own life on a Sunday morning. It still affects me still to this day. She was such a great friend. Whenever I get to Cincinnati, I still visit her gravesite and say a prayer for her. 
She was the most beautiful, wonderful person. If you have friends that you know are having emotional difficulties or mental health issues, you need to be there to support them. It is very important. Hey everyone, I need to take a break. Um, Please listen to my sponsor. I'll be right back. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Trippin' with Silver Daddy, please send me an email to trippinwithsilverdaddy at gmail.com. Remember, there's never a G in the Trippin'. We have our YouTube channel. So please check us out. Do a search for Trippin' with Silver Daddy on YouTube. Please subscribe. And finally, don't forget to check out the website, trippinwithsilverdaddy.com. Again, no G in that. And you can see all my social media. You can actually press the button to listen. And there's also a donation button. You know, doing this show does take a lot of money. And Silver Daddy is now unemployed. So any donation is helpful. Okay, everyone. Let's wrap this up with a good story that I want to share with you. This is a scary story, but not really. So about eight years ago, don't remember the year, I was living in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Went to the gay bar at the end of Halloween. San Juan has a huge Halloween party. And it just happened this year on Halloween night, Lady Gaga had a concert in San Juan, Puerto Rico. After the concert, around, I would say it was around 12, 12 o'clock or so at night, I'm sitting at the bar, don't remember what I'm dressed in, and this person comes sitting in who is dressed as a bagger, like a bag woman, small, kind of frail person, and with this person walks in like six or seven hot guys all in black latex with the most beautiful facial paints, fluorescent paints. And they're all sitting there around this lady and they're doing shots. Next thing you know, this lady buys, she orders 50 shots They were kamikaze shots. She orders 50 of them. She tells the bartender to put them on the bar and whoever wants them can have one. And we're all talking. And I just happen to be sitting right next to this lady. And she turns to me and she said, Did you go to Lady Gaga's show? I said, No. I was unable to go and I really didn't have the money for the show. She turns to me and says, Oh, I'm so sorry. I would have loved to have you there. I looked at her kind of strange. And she says, Happy Halloween. And she points to all these guys and they get up and they all walk out. And the bartender says, Oh, by the way, that was Lady Gaga, everyone. We were floored. I met so many interesting people in this bar that I used to go to. I met some professional wrestlers that are on TV. (laughs) 
it was like crazy the people that would stop in this club because they had great music too so that is probably one of the coolest Halloween stories I met Lady Gaga but I didn't even know it was her kind of sucks but that's life hey everyone I hope you all have a wonderful time if you are going to be celebrating please please make sure you are safe and as always peace love and respect you've been listening to tripping with silver daddy bye